0: Menace to Sports is brought to you by Progressive. Are you driving your car or doing laundry right now? Podcasts go best when they're bundled with another activity, like Progressive home and auto policies. They're best when bundled, too. Having these two policies together makes insurance easier and can help you save. Customers who save by switching their home and car insurance to Progressive save over $775 on average. Quote a home and car bundle today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings is $779 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Not available in all states. Some people think they're God.
1: N-I-L.
0: You're going to see more transfers, more mistakes made in recruiting. Big Chris Drew. Let's go. You're taking shots at 17-year-old kids and their families. Chris Drew daddy hundred times. Texas A&M bought their players.
1: We bought every player on this group. When people show you who they are, believe it.
0: All the NIL did yep. was made it legal yep. for a student athlete to get paid. Because they, this has been going on for,
1: for the longest time. And then the really big school came in and built a damn house around the microwave and refrigerator. They did. A big ball card yep. So now all of a sudden, Coach Lakeley, Texas a everybody got, they got. So you mean to tell me, the man that more 5-4 and 5-star recruits than everybody went there because they love Alabama. Oh, man, we're back at it again. Thursday edition recruiting show. Got my guy Zeke in the building. Got a lot to go over today. Super excited. But before we get into things, my guy Zeke, how are you?
2: Good, man. Good. I got this new mic set up. I'm really excited. You know, becoming more and more official every day.
1: Swag so official. All he needs is a whistle. The level up <laughs> continues. And um, level lots to get up. into today, man. Uh, you know, obviously, like we're kind of in peak flip season. Lots of rumors going around. Um, lots of rumors about the kind of American Heritage trio. Lots of rumors about the defensive ends. Lots of rumors everywhere. We're here to kind of decipher through those rumors, let you know what we heard, and then also uh, some looks at some Ohio State kids, some young kids that are uh, scheduling some visits and coming up. Um, So, Zeke, let's just get right into it. It's a tra- tradition like no other because these kids still won't commit, and they're driving me a little bit insane. Um, The three five-star defensive ends, I don't know what to make of it at this point. You have more on this than I do because I simply have given up trying to dig because I cannot find enough. Um, Zeke, walk me through it. What's up with the 2023 defensive ends? The five-star trio, Mateo, Wilson, and Keeley.
2: Yeah, so um, – <laughs> I would have been better at answering this question like four hours ago than I am right now. Um, (laughs) As of right now, I I have – I still have Damon Wilson in. Um, Some people will disagree with me on that one. I do not like that Ohio State is currently – or he is visiting Georgia this coming up weekend. But the beauty of it, he's going to spend that weekend with Luke Montgomery down there. Uh, he's visiting with his brother for the Georgia-Tennessee game, and he made it publicly already saying that, "Hey, nothing to worry about. This is, you know, this is just a visit. I'm supporting my brother, so I'm exce- I'm okay with that. But I don't like that he's there. What two out of four weeks, or two out of three weeks, or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I still have him in at Ohio State. Um, and then um, the other one that." I'm going to die on the sale, man. This is like one of those things where you just, you have the conversations and you just don't believe it when you're talking to your sources and then you go back and you try to analyze what you just heard. Um, I have Keon Keely in at Ohio state and I cannot believe I'm saying those Thank words you, out loud.
1: So you flipped the Zeke prediction from, yeah. uh, from Bama to Ohio state.
2: And I I could be absolutely wrong. You know, you know, confidence level, Two out of 10. You know, it's mm-hmm. not a high confidence level at all. And and any guy that's telling you that he's going to Bama is probably saying confidence level one out of 10. So really, it's a 50 50. I just really like how this has taken a lot longer for him to commit. It's played well for Ohio State. They've kept pushing, they're pushing that Florida NIL stuff. It, it, it's headed in Ohio State's direction.
1: Heading in Ohio State's direction, that's positive news. Obviously, I'm going to be eating a lot of crow because I went on the uh, the main show like three or four weeks ago and said, you know, like Ohio State's going to finish third. Got drug all over the mud on uh, message boards. But at the end of the day, like, I just want him to be a Buckeye. Obviously, that's the team that, uh, that I that I root for and pull him for. So that, that's that's some big-time news. So if you had a guest today, um, Zeke, who would you have as kind of filling out the class in terms of defensive end or defensive line for Ohio State if we have two or three more slots. Obviously, we did land Cade McDonald. That's huge. I, was, I referenced it on my Tuesday show, Zeke. That is now back-to-back-to-back to back to back classes where you get the athletic, over 300 pounds, floppy belly, southern, southeastern style kid um, at Ohio State. Started with Ty Leek and then obviously Hero Canoe last year. And then this year, Cade uh, McDonald's McDonald. Huge. But how do you think the rest of the defensive line um, kind of pans out for Ohio State?
2: Yeah, so Jason Moore and Will Smith and now Caden McDonald, great gets. You Mm -hmm. are filling up that D-tackle class. I don't expect Ohio State to get a five-star D-tackle. That's just not who we are as a team. So um, we've never gotten those guys. So this is really good. Um, On the D-end side, Ohio State has the best chance of any school out there to go three for three on the five-star ends, Mateo, Damon Wilson, and Keon Keeley. Yes. Is that going to happen? Which I don't know. I, I really don't know. Uh, I want to be able to be the guy that tells you hundred percent, Hey, this is a done deal. They're getting all three guys. But um, I feel a lot more confident today than I did, you know, a week ago about Keon Keely. I, I feel very confident about him going to Ohio state Um and Damian Wilson going to Ohio State. Mateo, he's caught, You know, he's showing these videos where he's pointing, like his family talking about Ohio State and watching the game. He's my wild card right now, mm-hmm. and where he goes.
1: He also is kind of a wild card in like terms of like upside. Like he has to me, it's like some phases you think like unlimited upside. Like really reminds me of JT. But then other side of it, it's like he also you know maybe has some boom potential because he's not as kind of freaky as the other two. So to me, it's it's really really unique, um, kind of with him. And and honestly, like I, I think you you would love to hit two out of the three. If you hit three for three, that's an absurd class and start to put you in that kind of historical realm in terms of uh, in terms of like halls. And, you know, getting defensive linemen. Um, so you think we end up with Keeley and Wilson? I think we end up with Wilson and Mateo. Um, I hope we get Keeley. Obviously, I value Keeley as the best um, of the three. And honestly. The, like the second best player in the country, in my opinion, and overall the freakiest defensive end prospect we've seen in a couple of years. Um, he's all of 6'7", I believe, right, or 6'6", six, six, um, long arms, twitchy, strong. I mean, he has the makings of a future superstar at, at the collegiate level. Absolutely. Yeah, um, you, you well, hit oh, no, go ahead.
2: I say you hit every point perfectly right there. That is, you know, he, he is going to be a star. It doesn't matter where Keon Keely goes. It does not matter. He mm-hmm. is the
1: star. Yeah, no, I I hundred percent agree. Um, And I try not to buy too much into that kind of hype. But here we are, Zeke. I want to move ahead a little bit. We are entering like prime flip season, um, and I'm you know looking at kind of the uh, the elites that may be on flip watch. I do want to start with the quarterback that you mentioned me right before the show, and then I want to go ahead and talk about the kids from American Heritage. I'll let you take it away.
2: Yeah, I um, I think it's it's not a done deal, but. I think it's going to get very, very, very interesting. Dante Moore in Michigan State, they're going to come out and start swinging at all costs. And when I say cost, all cost money will be a big player here. And, you know, he could stay at home and be a hometown hero and be a baller at Michigan State.
1: And that would really hurt for, uh, for Michigan, obviously, because that was Michigan's top priority, I believe, quarterback for the 2023 class. Absolutely, um, and they swung and missed, and they thought they had him, and it was a mess um then ended up going out to Oregon. If he returns home and not home to Ann arbor, that's going to be a big time blow to michigan and then additionally, that'll be the signature recruit for for Mel Tucker. I think Mel Tucker's done a decent job at Michigan State, obviously last year was good, this year's been bad. he's yet to land a signature high school kid, so it makes sense like you need the elite quarterbacks um. If you want to be one of the elite teams and and so especially with kind of some of those West coast teams coming to town at some point like he's he might have to play Dante Moore at some point just because of the the whole conference alignment thing um so if you had to had to scale it and you've seen them pushing away, what do you think the likelihood of them flipping Dante Moore is um
2: oh wow I was not ready for that one uh, <laughs> um, I, I would say there's a thirty percent chance they could do it.
1: Okay, that's that's fair. And obviously, if that happens, that is a quote-unquote what I would call a signature gem for a class. Like, Nico oh. is a signature gem. Like, uh, um, obviously, like, Arch Manning, signature gem. A lot of those guys are signature gems. And I do want to ask you about Arch Manning. Um, I think that the, the Georgia smoke is not real smoke. I do think it's interesting that it's kind of coming through. I don't know if you had anything on it, but everything that I had seen and everyone that I talked to kind of said, yeah, that kid's going to Texas. It's not about the money. It's about Steve Sarkeesian.
2: uh I hundred and ten percent agree with you. He is not ever going to step foot on Georgia's campus unless he's playing, you know, Georgia, Georgia. Yeah.
1: in the SEC. Yes, like-
2: <laughs> but um, yeah, he's definitely a Texas guy. He's going to Texas. Um, I disagree on the money part of it. He got paid.
1: Yeah, know I know, I, I know, he, I know, he got paid, but that 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 bag that like that one million dollar difference. Um kind of that's that's being floated around. It's not good enough to move him from school to school, considering the Manning family. Like one of the main priorities is quarterback development, unless you think I'm think I'm naive to that.
2: No, no, you're you're thousand percent correct on that side. Um, yeah, he he's going to Texas. He's already made it clear that he's enrolling in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a done deal in Texas. It's just a bunch of fans trying to figure out how to start start up some shit. Yeah,
1: well, and, and and Georgia is like like raising more money to go after him like that. Yeah. That is indeed the case, but he's, it's, it's, he's not going to go there. Um, the bags too, the bag is hefty enough as is. And additionally, that is Manning and it is about the development. Um, Want to slide on over to, uh, to Florida. There was, it's been a tough weeks it's been a tough, weird couple of weeks in the state of Florida in general, obviously Carmani committing to, uh, to Miami, you know, middle of the night. I mean, I heard that there was a situation with Ahmad Black, um, and Billy Napier, like that kid, was going to go to Florida until that happened, and that kind of uh, is where this thing crumbled. Additionally, uh, Ruiz and the Boosters in Miami—I've I got a I got a call saying they're done messing around. It means they're ready to just drop the bags, no strings attached. Like let's go get them. Um, and kind of there's some concern, quote unquote, around Fletcher and Ennis, two kids from American Heritage, two big gets for Ohio State. Um, you know, ho- assuming they hold, I. Don't have any concerns about Ennis. I do have some slight concerns about Fletcher. I do know that Miami um, and Ruiz, they've been kind of in contact with with uh, with some people in Fletcher's circle, some family members, in terms of, like, you know, sitting down and talking to them about the money that they can make. And then, additionally, um, like, the belief is that if Bark's dad sits down with him and like, son, we're going to Miami, then Mark will go there. Um, but in terms of, like, how he's been at American Heritage, he is, quote-unquote, obsessed with Ohio State. That's what, what a coach uh, told me. And that, uh, that he is heart, he loves Ohio State. So I don't know where your worry is with, uh, with flips there, but I do know some deals are being kind of pushed. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see Fletcher flipped, um, but I don't have him on high alert right now currently.
2: Yeah. I, I think I agree with you on both statements. Um, Ennis, I don't have a concern with. I think he is, a, he loves Ohio State. He's recruiting for Ohio State. Um, Every recruit I've talked to, the first, you know, I always ask, you know, who was pushing for you to, you know, come to Ohio State. And it's always Brandon Innes. He does a good job. You know, he communicates, he assembled his class. Um, On the Mark Fletcher thing, he he definitely enjoys a little bit of the drama. Mm -hmm. And I fully expect some drama leading up to it. But when early national signing day hits, I expect that pen uh, to hit the paper to Ohio State.
1: That makes sense. I guess I'm like trying not to be too naive with this. Um, I do think that both kids love Ohio State. I I, I know that considering like, you know, from everything I've heard from people around them and kind of the hope is that like we can continue to get one or two kids from American heritage. Um, I do think that the best receiver, like as soon as Jeremiah and his get to campus, I think the best receiver in all of high school football is going to be the Malachi Tony kid. Like I love the kid.
2: Yeah. yeah, and He's getting, he got the South Carolina offer. He got. Um, he's starting to get. Non- he's starting to pick
1: up some offers, man, and Ohio yeah. State just won't do it.
2: Yeah, and rightfully so. It should be that way. With when you're Brian Hartline, you should not have to offer a kid when he is a freshman. You can offer him. I think Chris Henry, Chris Henry Jr. got the offer, and rightfully so because he looked elite, elite. But um, Tony has not proven that he is to me yet yeah, he is not on an innis level so he can wait till junior year and still get his offer. but I'm sure I, I know they're still talking to him. It's not like he's being pushed aside. but sometimes if you're if you're one of the first people and you get that offer that that offer is not as sweet when it comes to, then when you get a junior year, you feel like you made it. and when yeah. you get an offer from Ohio State to play a receiver, you've made it.
1: I guess that's fair. i just I just think that kid is at that level right now. Um, I've watched him like carry American heritage at times um, when you know teams gave so much attention to Brandon Ennis. Like to be a freshman to be the number two receiver on a team where the only reason you're not the number one is because one of the best receivers in the country also, who's a senior, plays in that team, just means a lot to me. Um, I you know against uh, against Jeremiah and JoJo Trader's team. Um, I mean, the kid went for two touchdowns. Like a kid, you know, supreme confidence, first year playing receiver. By the way. Um and a guy you know that you know Mario Perez demands a lot from those receivers in terms of like processing information and being at the right place at the right time. I love the Tony kid. Um, he will get an offer at some point from Ohio State, but I think it will be a little later. I think this interesting because Georgia came and knocked and called early. Like they gave him they gave him that offer early already.
2: Yeah, um, just, yeah. Just,
1: just, just something of note, but again, they're pretty desperate at receiver,
0: and I can say that uh, pretty pretty confident confidently. Menace to sports is brought to you by Progressive. Are you driving your car or doing laundry right now? Podcasts go best when they're bundled with another activity, like progressive home and auto policies. They're best when bundled, too. Having these two policies together makes insurance easier and can help you save. Customers who save by switching their home and car insurance to progressive save over $775 on average. Quote a home and car bundle today at progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings is $779 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary, not available in all states.
1: Yeah. Um, so so the, that's what I have. The other player from American Heritage, um, Damari Brown, I believe he dropped the top eight today or something like that, or top tough five. Four, tough top, four, top four, Clemson,
2: Florida State, Miami,
1: Bama. I, think I have got- strongly going to Miami is, is where I'm at. Okay, yeah,
2: I um I think if Alabama green lights him, he'll go end up at Bama. But right now he doesn't have the green light to to go there, so I have him at Miami as well.
1: And that was kind of what happened with us. I know, like we like flirted with the green light with him, and I I thought we did, but then I know uh you know the, the I guess the staff over at Ohio State they're they're done taking corners, but they think he is like an elite level corner. So I just you know found that interesting. Um, he's legit 6'2", 200 pounds, big, strong, fast kid. Did a great job on Jeremiah. Covers Brandon Ennis every single day in practice, which I do find very uh, intriguing and like important for the like the iron sharpening iron. Um, would love to have that kid at Ohio State, but that kid I believe is going to Miami, or I can see him going um, to Bama as well. That's all I have on that front. Um, in the twenty twenty four class, Zeke, I don't want to you know focus too much into it, but the quarterbacks, um, there was some some dominoes falling. So obviously Dylan rail is the top ranked quarterback in that class. Um, he is at Ohio, you know, he's committed to Ohio State, really firm in his commitment. I know he took that visit to Nebraska, but that was to go with his brother. Um, with the number two quarterback in 2024, Julian Sand, committed uh, You know on Thursday. Excuse me, on Wednesday. Um, Jaden Davis is a, a Michigan lean, and then DJ Lagway. Uh, I don't know where he's going, and then CJ Carr. So that's your top five. You have three of the top five currently committed. Um, Zeke, where do you think, uh, you know, first of all, it's. Let's, I want to talk about Jaden Davis. So, so Jaden Davis was is the number two quarterback on Ohio State's big board, um, for that class. It just so happens that Don Rayola, who a lot of people view as generational, um, was the number one, and he committed. Now, I do think Davis would have committed to Ohio State, but Ohio State basically canceled his visit once they got word that Rayola was committing. Am I correct? Yeah,
2: that's correct. Yep.
1: Um, And I believe Jaden probably would have committed on that visit. If he would have came, they canceled the visit. They moved on. Now the kid looks like he's going to Michigan. Is this the perfect villain origin story setting up? What could be a good battle for their futures? Cause they will forever be linked now in my mind. If Davis ends up committing to, uh, to Michigan.
2: Yeah. So I think uh, it kind of feels like, you know, like JJ McCarthy story.
1: Yeah. A little bit, definitely a little bit.
2: Yeah. Um, I think Jaden Davis is a nice quarterback. I think he's short, He's a six foot uh, tall quarterback. That's not what Ryan Day looks for a quarterback. So, um, you know, we're talking a couple inches, but uh, that's how they viewed him. Uh, Dylan Brayola was 6'3, 220. I think when he shows up to campus, he'll be 6'4, like 235. Yeah. So he'll be, he'll definitely be one of those, you know, he, he, it was a no brainer to pick him and his arm strength. Uh, I do like the, the speed of Jaden Davis, but he is a one read quarterback and, at the end of the day, he got passed on by a lot. You know, G- Georgia went after him hard. It feels like they were not really like pushing for that uh, so hard. And it seems like he settled with Michigan, and that's where he's going to go. Um, and then, but the the entire top ten, I expect the entire top ten to be filled up, committed by February. It feels like that's where the whole class is headed. You know, with Julian committing. On Wednesday, Dylan committing. You know, back in I think was in May, yeah, May, way back. April. Uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Wherever I'm wrong, there. Uh, CJ Carr committing early. All these guys committed so early, and if the feeling is I commit early and I can build a class around myself. Dylan is an SFE kid. He's elite. He can bring in those guys quickly, and I think a lot of people are scrambling right now to figure out who they want.
1: Speaking of SFE kids, Zeke, do you think we have any shot at Jojo Trader?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. I okay. don't think we're out. I don't think we're out of it. I think he, he wants to see Miami be elite, but he's playing. He's very playing that game of NIL as well as anybody. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think we're, I think we're a top two school for him.
1: Top two for okay. That's that's. I, he's a kid that to me feels like he wants to go to Miami. Um, Miami's about to go through some some stuff from from a from a high level ACC guy. Five to seven of those coaches maybe leaving, Um, and then you know a slew of transfer portal kids. So it's it's going to be a mess right there unless they can fix it. Right now, there's some signaling. Some coaches are feeling things out out and around, so you know where they could go. So expect some drama from Miami. So I'm curious to see. A, if they keep that recruiting glass together. B, if the staff does indeed uh, fall apart, like uh, like somebody tied in the ACC seems to feel like, and it's kind of uh, heard that from multiple people on the staff. So that, that's all I have on that front, Zeke. Anything else you want to hit before we get on out of here?
2: Uh yeah, I'm a I'm gonna pay attention to the you know to 24 and 25 kids that are coming in for the Michigan game. Mm-hmm. A lot of those visits are being lined up right now. Um, I'm hoping to report back, back next week, w- week with the list. I think Ohio State is going to have very similar numbers to what Georgia is having for this Tennessee game.
1: Okay, so like a big recruiting visit, like a huge recruiting visit, one of the yeah. bigger ones of the year.
2: Yeah, I think it will be around like you, – you're going to see anywhere from 60 to 75 recruits uh, come for that game.
1: Geez. Geez. I know our guy BM five that, uh, you know, has been helping out with the graphics, kind of a part of the team here as you know, touch with a lot of those kids about making the visit. So that is, that is exciting. And obviously like the more kids you get on campus early, the better that is, uh, I think for the long-term recruiting success, because that's how you build those building blocks. Most of the elite kids you need a two-year relationship with to have even a chance at landing. And so I think that is important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Zeke, I got nothing else left for the day, man.
2: Uh, I don't either, man. I'm excited. uh am t- There's some big things coming. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we'll keep you up to speed. Make sure you follow Minister Recruiting, um, and we're gonna pull this shit up.
1: (laughs) Yes, we are. I'm Chris. That's my guy Zeke. Another recruiting episode. We'll be back with you next Thursday. Might drop a bonus episode, in if we uh, if we can get one of our guys to commit to a nice little interview. But uh, until then, just stay on the lookout, and we appreciate all of you for tuning in. Some people
0: think they're God. N I L. You're gonna see more transfers, more mistakes made in recruiting. Big Chris Rude! You're taking shots at 17 year old kids and their families. Chris G, daddy. Let them be committed a hundred times. Texas A&M bought their players. We bought every player on this group.
1: When people show you who they are, believe it.
0: All the NIL did was made it legal yep. Yep. for a student athlete to get paid.
1: Because this has been going on for for the longest time. And then the really big school came in and built a damn house around the microwave and refrigerator. They did. Uh, A big ball car. So now all of a sudden, Coach David, Texas A&M, every guy they got. So you mean to tell me, the man that signed more five, four, and five-star recruits, that everybody went there because they love Alabama.